Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pro Football Hall of Famer and former Buffalo Bill Andre Reed. You're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circle the Wagons podcast. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello, Bills Mafia. Welcome to the first official episode of the Circling the Wagons podcast, no longer affiliated with the Buffalo Romans Podcast Network. This is just us, our takes, our podcast, our episode. Everything we want to talk about, everything including all the the Bills talk, the banter, the tangents that have absolutely nothing to do with the Buffalo Bills that are either pop culture or something that happened in our childhood that we don't talk about therapists to, <laughs> we just talk about it on the podcast, um, all that stuff. So uh, last episode, we just, on the Buffalo Rollings Podcast Network, we talked about the, the last Chicago Buffalo Bills preseason game. This episode, we are going to talk about the 53-man roster projection for what's going to happen on Tuesday when they start cutting down uh, players on the Buffalo Bills. There is a lot of things to discuss. It's going to be a fun conversation, and uh, and as always, this episode is brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago. If you're in the Western New York or Central New York area, do yourselves a favor: check out the Twinspire Sportsbook at the Delago Resort and Casino off Exit 41, off of the Thruway. It's right there. You literally get off the exit and you hang a right, and you're right there. You're right there. You're at the sportsbook. You're at the casino. You're at the steakhouse. Um, just a, you could make a whole day of it. It is really, truly a fun time. So check them out. Um, Sport Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago, where every moment is a winning moment. Um, we might. If you hang it right, I think it kind of depends which way you're coming from. <laughs> uh, I mean, when you're going down Route 41, or not Route 41, <laughs> that's not what it is. I think it's Route 14. You go, you have to go north on it. Okay, I should say that. Yeah. Okay, you're off the thruway. You're driving down the road. Then, then you hang right. a right. It's your first right. You you pass it every time you go on the thruway. You pass the lago, whether you see it or not, whether you notice it or not. It's there. It's there. But if you're if you're coming from the north, it would be a left. If you're coming from the north, yes, and you're going south, it would be a left. Oh my god! Like yes. <laughs> if you're going east and okay, yes. So if you take a right completely and then another right, you'd be coming from Syracuse. You're coming from Rochester or Buffalo. You'd get off, take a left, and then a right. Yes. Okay. Just one. Well, if you turn enough times, you might end up in a lane. <laughs> so, uh, one of the beautiful things about um, being on our own podcast network is we won't uh, give you Twinspire Sportsbook is one of the only ads that we'll be reading out loud. We won't have to insert five different ads like we used to do for Buffalo Rumblings. One of the huge benefits of switching to our own feed. So, uh, but be sure to support uh, Twinspire Sportsbook over at the Delago Resort and Casino. Um, great time. So we're going to talk about the 53-man roster. Maybe we'll get into a little bit later uh, more of the specifics of why we left the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Uh, Let me ask you yes. this. Is that a done deal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we still might go back. <laughs> <laughs> is there a grace period or is that completely settled? Oh, I, I'm sure I've burned all the bridges. When this, when the last episode airs, okay. this is that bridge is burned. If it makes it a full day or two without being pulled 
from the network. That's mm. that's a positive. Luckily, there's so many shows on the network that they probably don't listen to ours. <laughs> they probably don't listen to most of them, the people that are running it. So, um, yeah. They only notice when you have a tweet about Tua Tagovailoa <laughs> that goes viral and the Dolphins fans are pissed about it. So that's that's the only time it becomes an issue. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Some of the drama, some of the reasoning behind it. But 53-man roster. But what's what's the over-under on, on games that Tua starts this year? What did he start last year? 10? Is he 11 maybe? That's a good question. I don't know. You're running this, right? You, Hold on, you I'm giving you. Well, this. you just you just threw me off. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that, John. I wasn't prepared. Sorry, I wasn't prepared to talk about Tua Tagovailoa's 2022-2023 projections based on the 53-man roster. Okay, hold on. He played 13 games last season, so I'm going to put the over/under on Tua playing at 13. <laughs> Under, right? Uh, he bulked up in the off season. He learned how to fall. He played some. He did some jujitsu to to learn how to. Did he really? Are you making that up? No, I think that was a thing. Mike, you remember that one time we took a jujitsu class, <laughs> the, like the free trial. Oh boy, mm-hmm. John, trial. John, you're so lucky. Free trial jujitsu. <laughs> free trial jujitsu. Basically, you're just a a, a, a dummy, a dummy. A sparring dummy, <laughs> a sparring dummy for them for the guys. I, that can, are... all, I, can, I can only imagine your fresh fish. your fresh meat. <laughs> John, you're so lucky you didn't go to this. I think it was me, Mike, and Mike's cousin, Brian. So mind you, like I'm the shortest of the three of them. It's like Mike's taller than me. Mike's cousin, who could be a linebacker. He's huge, right? Big guy. And don't I get like the most experienced, best sparrer of all? Because they're just like, oh, let's see what you can do. I'm like, I don't know anything. I literally just showed up. You had to give me a gi to put on. (laughs) I showed up in gym shorts. So... So, and Mike gets like the like 90 pound girl to spar with, which wasn't fair. And I get the guy who's like a black belt, you know? So needless to say, I got my butt kicked. With something to prove. <laughs> Dude, he smelled the blood in the water. Speaking of fresh, fresh meat, he smelled the blood in the water as soon as I got planned. He's like one of those guys that's like, you know, oh, you know, Nate, you're going to be going with this guy. And like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Nate. And he's just like jumping up and down, like flexing, you know, <laughs> pushing his neck back and forth. Like, yeah, let's do this, man. <laughs> like, oh, this isn't going to go well for Nate. Uh, needless to say, that was the last time we went there. <laughs> we tried to have that like meeting too in the parking lot after that entire thing being like, so like, could you guys see doing it if like we came here like three days a week, <laughs> you know, like really committed to it? I think we could do it. And we never <laughs> talked about it ever since. That, that was the last time we ever mentioned that the free trial. So that's funny. We try new things, though. You can't knock us for that. All right, so let's get into the Buffalo Bills fifty-three man roster projection. I'm just going to read off some players that were already released by the time we're recording this Sunday night. Um, defensive tackle Cortez Broughton, wide receiver Isaiah Coulter, safety Jared Maiden. I mean, I'll read these names. I we're never even going to talk about these guys like that. None of these folks we had as even being close to making the team. So I mentioned, I, I will say though, defensive end Shane Ray was released with an injury settlement from IR. So that kind of stinks. I didn't think he would make the team. I didn't have him on my list of making the team, but he was like one of those guys I could see making the practice squad. Um, and, you know, possible depth in the future. Um, showed some flashes. Just, you know, still not there at the starting level caliber, of course, right now. But John, let's let's go uh, position through position. Mike's going to be our determiner or determining factor of like he's 
if there's a player that John and I disagree on, he's going to give, you know, we're going to give our quick arguments and Mike's going to tell us who he thinks is better, has a better chance of making the roster based on our arguments. And then we'll also ask chat GPT just in case, just in case we can't come up with that. So uh, first things first quarterback, John, do you have two quarterbacks making the roster also? Yes, I have Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen, I think, is definitely going to make the roster. <laughs> whoa, whoa, hot take there, John. Jeez. Why don't you, glad you saved that for the first episode on the new feed. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost as good as the Super Bowl reply to the tweet I had. <laughs> Are they still called tweets if it's still on X and not Twitter? It's still a tweet, right? It's, or is it a post? So if Twitter is X, a tweet would be X also, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah. yes, I think I have Allen and Allen making the roster. What do you think? Correct, correct. I mean, there's unless so. I mentioned the last episode. Joe B mentioned like the Bills possibly trading for Case Keenum. Um, I think at this point, unless it's a guy specifically like Case Keenum or Mitchell Trubisky, you know, someone that has experience in the system, it's a crapshoot. I mean, Trey Lance they would have traded for for sure, but at this point. Um, you, you think Barkley's making practice squad? Yes. Yes, I do. How how many practice squad players do they get? Because I, I feel like maybe as part of this exercise, we, we should, should mention the practice squads. Okay. Fill out maybe the practice squad. Okay, let's do that. Um, Matt Bark, so they have uh, 16 practice squad. 16? 16, yep. Wasn't it like six or seven just a few years ago? Yeah, it was just was like, like, it was like eight since or nine. COVID. Or 10 or something. I think it was like eight, and then it became like 16. It came like nine or 10 with COVID, and then they added another game. So um, they allowed inclusion for veterans to become part of the practice squad, too. So, yeah, I remember that part. That's a lot of practice squad. You said 16? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, Mark Beckley, definitely for sure. 16. Like, I can't name, I don't think we're going to come up with 16 players. All right. Up to four. So here it is. Out of the 16 players on the practice squad team, can have any number of players. Who have not accrued at least nine NFL or at least nine games in an NFL season, up to four players who have accrued no more than two NFL seasons, and up to six players with no limits on no limitations on exper- experience. So, um, here, I'll put out the practice squad too. Hmm. Keep track of those guys, okay? So, yeah, because we'll get to the end of this and be like, oh, let's put everybody on the practice squad that we <laughs> want to cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Matt Barkley, we already have on the practice squad. They're going to keep, you can keep three quarterbacks now, or you have three active for game day, and they don't count a, uh, against your uh, 46 right. man uh, active roster. And and in the last five years, they've only kept more than two quarterbacks once. So when did they keep, when did they keep it? Was it when it was Josh, Nathan Peterman, and who was the, why can't I remember the third one? Uh, I think it was when they had Fromm. Yes. Thank you, Jake Fromm. But I will double check. No, it was Matt Barkley again. Matt Barkley there. Yeah, I think it was it was Allen from Barkley. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. It was no. I'm thinking of twenty eighteen. Maybe they didn't keep. Is that when they kept uh, three or was it twenty twenty nine? No, twenty twenty. Oh, twenty twenty. Sorry, that sounds right because they were oh. worried about subjecting from to waivers. So here it is: uh, Josh Allen, Matt Barkley, and I can't find that who the third one. Maybe it was from. Anyway, not important. <laughs> we just. We wasted enough time on that. So two guys, practice squad, Matt Barkley. He's one of our 16. Boom. It, and it also might have been like the very initial, because like these stats are based on the initial 53 roster. Yeah. So they might have had them for like the first week, but then it was somebody else or like even before the first game. 
like they got rid of him, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So let's go on to running back. Um, I have the Bills keeping four running backs, if you include Reggie Gilliam, uh, James Cook, Damian Harris, and Latavius Murray. I mean, those are locks for running back. And then we have Reggie Gilliam as the fourth running back, who's really a fullback. And Gilliam has that, you know, special team. So it works both ways. He, he can, you know, moonlight in some certain pass situations. Um, but also he's, and he's kind of like a tight end. So he's kind of call, counts for tight ends too. So he's kind of that, that tweener, but that's why I have uh, starting four, four for uh, running backs. How about you? I agree hundred percent. No, one of those guys that should be waived. I mean, I, I feel like between Jordan Mims and Darrington Evans and Ty Johnson, I think the Bills should keep at least one of those guys, and I know they will. I no, you don't no. think dime a dozen? Dime a dozen. What have we been talking about? What have we been talking about the last twenty years? Running backs aren't as important, and it's finally becoming apparent. I mean, to the detriment of the players themselves, but like it's a thing now. You like, don't care about those about... players. You don't care about their livelihoods. <laughs> I do. I love these guys, but like you can't, you can't keep them all. Like my my big issue in the past was like dressing all these first round running backs or trading for LaShawn McCoy and like, oh yeah, sure. They're all great, but they're not helping you win any games. They didn't make the playoffs any of those years. I think I, Latavius Murray surprised me. I thought he was going to be the token old guy that McDermott likes to have at running back. He actually looked pretty good. Harris looked as advertised. He had the two yard touchdown run. Cook has been looking good. He's got the pass blocking down. It looks like he's very dynamic and Gilliam has been great. So those are the four. They don't need more than that. No. I'd say it's almost like a 2A, 2B between Harris and Latavius Murray. So Harris just has the injury issues and concerns. So we'll see. He has he has age on his side, but he the injury bug. I think they – I know you don't care. I think I'm going to have them – if you had to choose between Evans, Mims, and Ty Johnson, who do you think that they keep out of those three running backs? Because I think they will keep at least one. I think it might be Darrington Evans. I do. If they did, it would be Evans – Mims didn't even play of, this last game. Yeah, I don't know if he was hurt or not. Um, but I would I would say Evans just because he could return yep. kicks as well. But I'm not like so like for the purposes of this exercise, I'm not putting him on the final fifty three. You're not putting Evans on? No. Oh no, I'm just putting him on the practice squad. Remember we're keeping track of oh, that? Yes, yes. Oh yeah, sorry. Practice squad. Yes, definitely. If I had to pick the next top guy, I would pick him for a practice squad. Okay. All right, so right now we have six players rostered. Tight end. This one's pretty. Or do we want to do wide receiver or tight end next? Wide receiver. Okay. All right, so this is where it gets really interesting. Or maybe not that interesting, especially after this last game. Maybe not. Maybe not. Let's talk about the guys that we know are going to make the team. Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis. Ooh, ooh, Diggs. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Ooh, let's talk about that one real quick. Let's... <laughs> We're gonna Only need to... the second best player on the entire team. <laughs> <laughs> so Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis. Some people are talking about Khalil Shakir being a cut. I think he's a definite to make the roster. No, no, Shakir is top three or four. Top three or four. De- for sure. Deontay yeah. Hardy makes the team, and Trent Sherfield. Yes. So those are five. Yes. Those are five. Historically, how many have the Bills kept? Six or seven or five even? So last year they they started with seven. The four years before that, it was all six. Okay, let's let's assume six then for for arguments purposes. So we have the the top five for sure. Diggs, Davis, Shakir, Hardy, Sherfield are definitely saying. So now we get to the sixth one. Who 
who do you like as your sixth receiver? Is it Andy Isabella or is it Justin Shorter? Justin Shorter. Because? <laughs> because I think he's shown more in both. So uh, he's good gunner, special teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Isabella on special teams, like the, the speed is there, but he hasn't shown enough other than just the speed. Like he's not getting any more yards than the average guy. All he does um, is hold on to the ball, and he seems fast, but he gets tackled right away, it seems like. But not always hold on to the ball, because his last game, oh, he, he had the right. return. Yeah, he had the return that had a fumble. Um, that cost him his roster spot right there, that fumble. <laughs> and well, I'm joking. I, I already didn't, But even before this game, I, I didn't have Isabella making the roster. Um, I thought about it. I, I almost, honestly thought I, about I almost, it. I almost like Aitman better, or Keyshawn Johnson better. Dude, Aitman is the one that... Mu- or that that uh, his guy got pushed into the punter. That's why the punt was blocked because Aitman. Yeah, yeah, did, that's true. He whiffed on that one. So um, I do have Justin Shorter. I'm, I'm, I'll cut this one shorter. I think it's Justin Shorter also. Agree. Well, and mostly for the fact that he's a draft pick, which Bean loves his draft picks, except when they're Wyatt Teller. No, he's just kidding. He loves his draft picks. Uh, this is a guy in a cost control contract. He has special teams ability right now ASAP. He's a special teams contributor, and he's a potential long-term offensive contributor. I've, I've seen people say that he could potentially be Gabe Davis if Gabe Davis leaves next year. I don't think he's anywhere close to being ready to be that role at all. I know he's got size. I know he's a physical freak, but that guy, I mean, Gabe Davis, like he was their entire offense at, uh, where'd he go? Florida, um, Central Florida. He was their entire offense. He was Justin Shorter was not the entire offense of the Florida Gators. Like he was kind of an afterthought, even in that offense. So you're talking about a guy that's never proven it in college, all of a sudden proving it somehow in his second season next year for Gabe Davis. I don't see it, but um, I think he has short-term potential of special teams, maybe long-term potential as a contributor in some some way or shape or form. I don't. Yeah, know. I agree with that. Yeah, so like if you had to pick a guy who might make the breakfast squad or like the next, the guy on the cusp. Andy Isabella for like sure. Isabella or Aitman or Isabella Kyle Shavers. Isabella. Brian Thompson. Isabella. Keyshawn Johnson. Isabella. Isaiah Coulter. Isabella. Brian Thompson. <laughs> Isabella. Desmond Patton. Isabella. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I mean, but I'm, he doesn't need to be subjected I, to waivers though. That's, that's the beauty of it. Like that's one yes. of the reasons why it's more important to cut him is because he immediately goes to the practice squad Correct. because he's, because he has the experience as a veteran. And they can do six veterans like that. That's why Matt Barkley won't see waivers either. Um, I gotcha, but I I don't see Isabel ever amounting to like this isn't this isn't his first rodeo, right? He's been on two or three teams. You don't see him amounting yeah, to anything. I think he's a potential. There's, there's a there's a reason why he keeps bouncing around and has been low on the depth chart, right? Probably. <laughs> Potentially. I wish you would have used that. I wish you would have listened to that argument like I was talking about how J.P. Lawsman is not a good quarterback. No, no, it's just the system wasn't set up. And then he had two or three stints with other teams. No, they didn't get a fair shot there. Like, no, he's just not that good. <laughs> like, it's okay. It's okay. Some of these guys aren't ready. Andy Isabella, I'm interested. I thought he looked pretty good in the preseason. His- Let me tell you, I, I was because I play Dynasty Fantasy. When Isabella first came out, I was really high on him. <laughs> Five years ago, I've been I've been soured. <laughs> so there's, I don't know if it's a bias because of that, but like, sounds exactly I like mean, what it is. <laughs> but like, 
you look at the games, like, and it's just like it's very ho hum. It's like okay, catches the ball and runs for ten yards on the return. Sounds or oh yeah. Like, he he might catch a pass in the offense. This last game, he fumbled a punt or whatever. But yeah, I think he right now is absolutely the most polished receiver out of that group that you mentioned. If you're looking for a slot receiver that could play maybe behind Khalil Shakir, if there's but if injuries. You're, if, you're looking, if you're looking at practice squad, don't you want a guy that might have a higher ceiling, right? Like an eight men or a Keyshawn Johnson. I think they keep two of them. How about that? How about that? Wide receiver is a big enough group where I see that they, them keeping two of them. So I don't know if we're going to go to all full 16, but let's say they keep Andy Isabella. Who would you keep if you had another roster spot, John, for your practice squad? I would do Johnson and Aitman. Keyshawn Johnson and <laughs> and Desmond or uh, Marcel Aitman. Marcel Aitman. Yeah. What about Tyrell Shavers? I liked him. They look pretty good. Uh, there, I mean, I don't know. I hope you're not holding that. That is not not as much, but I don't know. It's hard. She said. Uh, <laughs> so Aitman and Keyshawn right, Johnson. Do- you like Keyshawn just because it sounds like the right real Keyshawn Johnson. No, I because I think he 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 shows some stuff in special teams too. Um, both Johnson and Aitman had some receptions as well over the pre. I don't know. I mean, you you look at the top half of it and like you know Diggs, Shakir Hardy, Sherfield Shorter, Davis. Like, I mean, they're going to be fine. And Kincaid, which we're about to talk about in a moment. Yeah, I think we have. I thought there'd be more conversation about wide receiver. We're on the same page. Tight ends, Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid, Quinn Morris, three tight ends. I think that's pretty open and shut. Agree. Agree 100%. John, mention that thing that you talked we talked about before the podcast with these cut downs. Like, it's going to be interesting conversations on a few of these positions, but, man, it's, it's, it's good to be in this place, right? That's right. Like, during the drought, you, you would have these conversations and be like, well, they all suck. So who are we going to like, who could we possibly keep? Because it doesn't fucking matter. But now it's the opposite. It's the roster is so good. Like the top 50, it's like, yeah, these guys are making it. But those those last five is like you get down to the bottom. It's like, I really wish this guy would make the roster. But it's really hard because these guys are really good, too. And it really depends on what position you might need a little bit more of. And like, it's hard, you know, you're talking about like Andy Isabella, for example, that guy would have easily made the team in the drought years. <laughs> like he might even be oh, like the sure. fourth best wide receiver on the team. Yeah. I, I don't like Brandon Bean's got hard decisions. Like this, like it's hard, very difficult. And we're about to get into offensive line and that might be maybe, maybe not our first discrepancy. I don't know. So, so historically uh, there, there's a lot of, there are a lot of offensive linemen here. Yes. So how many historically do they normally keep? Because I feel like that's either like nine or 10, I think is what their number is. That's correct. The last two years, they had nine. The two years before that, they had 10. And the year before that, they had nine. So nine or 10. Okay. Let's figure Let's figure nine for, for argument's sake, unless you have a 10th that you definitely see as coming. And we'll just, and we can get rid of another one somewhere well, else. Well, that's, that's the thing. I had 10. Okay. Okay. So, so give me your 10. And I'll let you know where I kind of agree or disagree. Okay. So for starters, I had Dawkins and, and Brown. Unfortunately, Ms. Yeah. Morris, mm-hmm. Ms. Morris, Connor McGovern, Osiris Torrance. So that's five. Mm-hmm. Ryan Bates, pretty obvious. Yep. 
Questenberry. Unfortunately, obvious. it's it's not. It shouldn't be obvious, but they're just so bad <laughs> that it's okay. Go ahead, David Edward. David Edwards. Mm-hmm. And then the last two. Let me go with the guy I like. <laughs> yeah, let's go go with the guy you like first. <laughs> Vandermark. Oh, I I think I like Vandermark a lot, and so that's what, I'm going to go with him. The guy I don't like as much, but I think they're going to keep because um veteran presence uh veteran pre- uh presence and whatnot like butker um i think they're gonna keep butker vandermark's more of the wild card but i like him so i'm picking him um so that gets me to 10 on the offensive line so i think we should preface this by is this is this an exercise of who you want or who what you think they'll do because i feel like this should be what we think the bills will do hmm what we think because I mean, it's, I it's could, well. I could see, I could see. Because I see you want Vandemark. I just don't see the Bills necessarily doing that. And I, and I would like them to keep him too. But you're also talking about a guy who's a who's an undrafted free agent from a year ago, who's only been on the practice squad. Do you think he'll he get could pushed be a, off the off he, the practice he, squad to an active roster? That's so. That's 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 the that's the question, right? Like, can they keep him on the practice squad? Because that's I your biggest. Know. That's your biggest worry with any it's just like in fantasy football right you're dropping a player you have to choose between two players not only is which one's the better of the two players should you keep <laughs> but which one is much more likely to be you know to be seen by other teams within the league they're going to look at that player that you drop and they'll be like i want that guy right so my reasoning is i think that questenberry has the experience but vandemark has a higher ceiling than questenberry absolutely no, I agree with that logic. I just don't think the Bills keep nine. And I think if they're going to keep nine, and I don't like Questenberry, but I don't think that they're going to keep a guy who was on the practice squad all last season as their swing tackle over David Questenberry, who just, I mean, he is well, what he is. I think they keep both. Oh, so in my, in my lineup, they keep both. Okay. So you have them keeping both. Okay. So I'm going to go with, in this in this case, I'm going to say they go with nine. I think that they really, or they leave, they wave. Um, I think they wave uh, Ryan Vandemark. I would like, if me personally, John, so now I'm going to talk for me, I would keep him. I would keep, I would keep Vandemark because we need a guy in the pipeline, especially with Tommy Doyle out now for the foreseeable future. We don't have any guy to take over that. Now you could argue maybe Nick Broker is that, but he's more of a guard, that draft pick. Um, yeah. There's no other, there's no other tackles. Like, Mass Broker, Alec Anderson, they're all interior. So, yeah. yeah. I'm going to. So, this is where we differ. I'm going to say the Bills wave Ryan Vandemark, but I would like them to keep him in that role, but they've they've never kept 10, right? So, that would be. No, they have. So, they. they have. Yeah. So, they kept nine the last two years. And then each of the two years before that, they kept 10. Okay. And then nine in 2018. So, it's nine or 10, basically. Nine or 10. All right. I don't think that they would do that. I don't think they'd make an exception for Vandermark, even though I like him, um, unfortunately. So so you so have so you have in, ten and I have nine. So that's gonna be so, so in the entire the entire offense we have one discrepancy, which is not bad. Not bad. Not bad. We got through the entire offensive roster for the most part. All right, let's go to defensive and, end. Go ahead. And when we get to through the defense, we might go back and be like, "Oh, so we have a spot available because we didn't like this other guy." Maybe Vandermark's the fill in, right? Exactly, exactly. So that's going to be a fun conversation. Like, who would we who do we trade him for, or who would we who do we think that the Bills would? And 
Unfortunately, I don't think the defense is going to get any easier because it gets harder. I think. I mean, <laughs> I think like the defense is even even harder to project because there's there's a lot of good players. Can I can I give you an idea? If I were to find a way to keep Vandemark on the roster, who would I get rid of from that offensive line group specifically? Uh, I would get rid of Ike Butker. Agree. Like I would agree, but I don't think that's going to happen though. They love. Ike Butker, and he's what has he done to really prove that how good has he looked? I mean, how much they have they have the best interior depth they've ever had between like starters like David Edwards, besides you know Ryan Bates coming off the bench, like they have good interior depth for the first time. Like keep those two guys as your first guard off the bench, and then keep Vandermark. That's what I would do in in a in a perfect world. That's what I would do. I would too, but I think they do keep more typically more interior than tackles. I mean, there's more, right? There's three versus two. Bates can play across the line, so obviously you're you're keeping him. Bates, who I think should play right tackle instead of Spencer Brown right now, but that's another that's another topic. That would day. that that would be interesting, actually. Could it be much worse? I don't know <laughs> at this level. Um, but like they and even the depth, like that, like we're automatically cutting here, like we. I guess we didn't talk about practice squad for offensive line, but like Alec Anderson has looked good, right? Yeah, I, I, I like I Alec Anderson. I, I haven't noticed Nick Broker that much. He's a rookie, I, I, but maybe that's a good thing because you usually when you hear about him, they're it's because they're doing something wrong. He's he's yeah exactly. I think I think he's a practice squad candidate. Um, as well, just because he was drafted by the Buffalo Bills and he has experience as a starter and he's played both tackle and guard. The ver- they love versatility. All those things check the box, right? Draft. Yeah, and ability. both like Mance, Greg Mance and Alec Anderson can play center, essentially. I mean, so can Bates, but last year it didn't look good when they had to f- have somebody fill in for center, so I don't think they have a, a strong candidate for backup center on the roster anywhere, to be honest with you, even though players can do it. I think Bates is I mean, he's by far, that's where they've been playing him in the preseason. As soon as Mitch Morris comes yeah. off, he's been playing. I think he's, I think he's a passable center. He's probably the best that they have. Right. So, yeah, but I just think he's a better guard for sure. That's, that's kind of where I see it. But at least we have for once, we have the ability to not even have to start Ryan Bates. You know, um, it's a good, it's a good thing to have, even though he'd be sure we're starting a right circle. Uh, what do you think? So Mike, Mike, decide this one. Maybe you can ask ChatGPT who you think uh, between who will make the Bills' fifty-three man roster, or will? Why, why don't you ask ChatGPT this? Will Ryan Vandemark make the fifty-three man roster? So his last name—it's Ryan. Just right, like it's not Ryan; it's Ryan. <laughs> Ryan is spelled R Y A N, like normal, and then Vandemark is spelled capital V A N space capital D E M A R K. It doesn't know. Never heard of him. All right. Well, let's revisit if we go through the the, the defense. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Defensive end. Um, we're going to assume that Von Miller is on the pop, just like we have for the entire offseason. I think we did an, part of an episode just based on, like, will Von Miller come back for week one? Like you said, he will. Uh, I don't think so. So that leaves our starting four defensive ends. I, I have us making, I have us keeping four. John, how many do you have us keeping? Also four. Okay, so I'm guessing it's Rousseau, Floyd, Epinesa, and Boogie Basham. 
Yes, that's what I had. Um, unfortunately, Shaq Lawson, I think, is going to be the odd man out here. And also, Kingsley Jonathan, who I talked about in the previous episode, who's who's done good. Uh, Cameron Klein has even done well, too, in in, in action. Um, but I think with the Von Miller activation eminent, I don't think they're going to keep more than four. No, I agree. I agree. And that's going to be an interesting conversation when they have to to play him, who they're going to get rid of. Um, the first guy off, but yeah, I liked I like Kingsley Jonathan. I think Kingsley Jonathan, Shaq Lawson will make the practice squad. Maybe even Cameron Klein. I'm not sure yet. Um, do you do you agree with that? Lawson and Jonathan making the practice squad for now. Yeah, and I'm perfectly fine with that for sure. I love I like both those guys. So now let's go to defense, defensive tackle. This is going to be this one's kind of pretty obvious too. There's five of them: Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, Puna Ford, Jordan Phillips, Tim Settle. Right. Like that's agree five again again this one's okay this isn't that bad it's taking us a lot longer to go through this and it really needs to be sometimes but no no but it, but it is getting to a big one now that's what she said <laughs> line linebacker <clears throat> linebacker's difficult and this is a potential area where if you're looking to keep ten offensive linemen maybe you don't keep one of these guys right so I think it's I think right now it's obvious that Matt Milano's gonna stick around. I think we have to assume. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I agree. Matt Milano probably is going to probably stick around. Yeah, right? like I, he's eh. he seems he seems pretty decent. <laughs> you you might put him on the bubble. Okay, let's get <laughs> practice squad <laughs> priority practice squad. <laughs> uh, so we got Milano. I'm assuming Dodson is going to make the team, even though he doesn't look great. But they they're still not going to trot him out there every week as a starter and then be like, no, <laughs> we're cutting you. So Terrell Dodson, I have it. Terrell Bernard, number three. Dorian Williams, a rookie, definitely going to make the team, right? I'm assuming Tyler Matikiewicz is number five because of special teams. And then we get to number six. If we do number six, did they say how, how often, how many do the Bills normally keep, John? Is it six or five? It doesn't In eight, all of the last five seasons since 2018, it's always been six. Okay. So let's assume six then. Although I, th- I think this is an area where you might be able to get five. So do you agree with the first five I mentioned? Yes. Okay. Uh, wait, what did you say? You said... Milano, Dodson, Dod- Bernard. Milano, Dodson, Bernard. Bernard Dorian Williams. Williams. And Tyler Matikiewicz on special teams. Matikiewicz, yeah. And the sixth one... Agree. The sixth one is either... I think it's going to be either between Balen Spector or AJ Klein. Correct. So which one? I mean, I think they put in Balen Spector. I mean, mind you, he's a draft pick. So he, so he checks off that box, right? Draft pick, right? He plays special teams. Check off that box, right? And then the fact that like he could potentially have a decent ceiling. I mean, they played him at first string middle linebacker, like the third seat, third day into training camp, and they never he never saw first team reps again. But I think they like him. I think they like him. And AJ Klein, they know what they have. I'm sure they could sign him back either to the practice squad or at any point during the season get him back. So if it was me, if I was looking at the thing as like well, who are we gonna be able to most likely keep or uh, not keep if we were to release them or waive them. And I see Balen Spector more likely getting picked up only because of everything I mentioned, special teams, draft status, and the fact that he has potential long-term defensive uh, usage. So what do you think? I agree. This is going much more well than I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought we were going to hate each other by the third uh, positional group. I mean, we're almost all the way done, and the only – 
the only I I, th- I feel like it's gonna. I already know what's gonna come down to. I, I already know what two players. It's gonna be Vandermark versus Cam Lewis. All right. Well, let's go into quarterback. I, I already I already know it's gonna be between those two players for the last spot, and that's really hard. Well, let's let's. That's what she said. Let's do. Let's think about that then, because you're right. I mean, everyone we have, because we have the only one I could see like possibly being on the outside, and maybe Saran Neal. But I mean, he's done well in special teams, and like we said in the other episode, he's. Look good at nickel corner, man. Like he didn't look bad. No, I would I would take Sir Neal over Cam Lewis, but I want to keep Cam Lewis. But I also want to keep Vandermark. And I think that's like when we get down to it, those are gonna be the fifty three and fifty fourth guys. Like unless like somebody goes on IR or they do a trade or whatever, it's gonna be between those two guys for the last spot for me. Could you imagine the Bills cutting Damar Hamlin? Like not that not that they would because mm. I think he's had a pretty good preseason, but could you imagine the PR nightmare? of cutting DeMar Hamlin. I, I've seen I've seen that brought up before, like people saying, oh, they can't cut Hamlin because of what it would be terrible. I'm like, well, first of all, he's actually pretty, he played, started like 15, 16 games last year. And it wasn't that bad. Like, pretty sure they're going to keep him. Yep. Like, you know, like Dean Marlowe. I kind of like Dean Marlowe, but he's not going to make the roster. No. But like, I like, I like him, um, you know. I mean, I talk, we talked about Jamarcus Ingram at corner. He looked pretty good. Alex Austin has some plays. Zane Anderson at safety had plays. But, like, that's, like, one of their strongest position groups is defensive back. So it's really going to be really hard for those guys. I have Jamarcus Ingram and Zane Anderson making the practice squad because I agree with both of those guys, with both with you on both of those guys making it. Um, well, let's talk this out. Okay, so – the Bills have Tredavious White. <laughs> he's he's definitely going to make it. We're not even going to go over quarterback and safety because like it's it's not worth it. I think Trey White makes the roster. If, if I'm going to go out on a limb here, uh, so you're talking about a guy who's been in the league, Cam Lewis. I believe this is his fourth season in the league. He's played cornerback. He's safe. He's got starting level experience. He's never looked great in either of them. He's looked passable, but like supposedly this year training camp, Cam Lewis has looked. The best he's looked ever, and the Bills might might need some long term starting potential at safety or at you know depth at nickel corner. So you have veteran experience. The guy's not big though; he's only like five foot nine. I mean, that's not big for a corner, right? Like that's. But I mean, if you're taking Taron Johnson's role, that's about how big he is. So on one, he's versatile. Like like I I think I do. I still like Serenial better at the backup nickel. Um, that's why I had Cam Lewis on the outside looking in versus Vandermark because Neil could be the backup nickel. Um, and both Neil and Lewis both can play safety also. And I had Neil a little bit ahead of Lewis. That's the only reason why I had Vandermark ahead. But I would like to keep Lewis if I could. John, I think you're thinking with your heart for Vandermark rather than what's more likely to happen. I feel like that's like... that's. I like- think it's the opposite. I think it's the opposite. I'm I'm thinking with my heart with Lewis because he'd be the seventh seventh corner. Yeah, but you have him being cut. Vandermark will be the fourth offensive tackle, and we and we we are very unsure about Questenberry, and you are definitely unsure about Spencer Johnson. Brown, or, um, Spencer Brown, sorry. So, oh, I'm very that logic. You you would want an extra tackle just in case, like oh, Vandermark has a has a good ceiling. Yes, yes, right. But John, but John, we're thinking about it with our heart when we want to keep Vandermark because we want to keep him for the same reason. We're not sure about Spencer Brown, and honestly, like Deion Dawkins, don't look too hot himself, and we don't like David Questenberry at all. So we're 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 let me, let me, let me tell you, I like 
I like Cam Lewis as a player better than Vandermark. However, positionally, just stop I'm right there. Just stop right there. That, that's that's what offensive I think. tackle than corner for sure. Uh, you don't need a you don't need a seventh corner when you have Tre'Davious White, Taron Johnson, Dane Jackson, Kyrie Elam, Christian Christian Benford, who's probably going to be starting, Saran Neal. I'm more worried about offensive tackle. So my heart wants to say Cam Lewis is the player, but I think Vandermark because of needs, but. If you look at it from the point of like you have a starting caliber veteran who's played before and had some success versus a guy who's been on the practice squad his entire career, has never made a roster, an NFL roster, and was an undrafted free agent. I mean, I know Cam Lewis was an undrafted free agent too, but he's been with the team so much longer. Who do you think they're going to trust? Who do you think is more likely from the Bills standpoint than like, I mean, Vandermark's a complete projection at this point. He is. You're talking talking about trust. You're talking about trust, but there's been issues with Spencer Brown and David Questenberry. But I don't think the Bills view that the same way that we view that. I think they still put a lot of trust in Spencer Brown. Now, like, would they like an upgrade? Sure. But you're not taking Vandermark for but, but this season. Vandermark's not, Vandermark's not starting, though. He's going to be in reserve. But that's my point. Like, they would Cam never want to start never gonna, Cam Lewis is never going to play with six corners ahead of him. Yeah, he he well, he's gotten playing experience before. Of course, a lot I, of injuries have happened. It was when Trey Way was out and Micah Hyde was injured, and right there was, yeah, there was out. Like, there was like, there was like going on, and he's got. I want to keep both. I, I yeah. So I, don't get me wrong. Okay, so the the last three positions, just to get it out of the way, right? Yeah. Bass, Sam Martin, Reed Ferguson. They're all we're keeping. Them, yeah, we're right? keeping them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Okay. okay. So those are the last three. So yeah, so I think that's the only quabble that we have is Vandermark versus Cam Lewis. Dude, and don't get me wrong, I want to keep Vandermark, but like you're doing it completely off projection as opposed to like there's no telling that he will turn into something. Whereas like they could draft a tackle in like the fourth round next season. Already he takes over he's already up the, the roster and the depth it's, chart than it's Vandermark. Also, it's also it's also more likely likely that they might need that fourth tackle over the seventh corner. Okay. Who do you think is more? I'll, ta- li- I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is more likely to get picked up off a practice squad between those two? If there was an option, like that someone could make on their Oscars roster, who do you think they would more likely do that to Cam Lewis or Vandermark? You can't worry about other people's rosters. You got to worry about your own roster. Well, I know, but if it's this close, you have to look at all options or variables that that might be attached to it. I, I'm taking Vandermark because, like, if we're already questioning Spencer Brown, let, let's say he ends up being a bust. <laughs> right and the, and this season is hypothetically like the break. hypothetically this this season is the make or break season for him right he finally has had a full training camp for the first time a full preseason everything let's say he's a boss and questenberry is still rocky vandemark might move himself up the depth chart and and be in position cam lewis like a lot has to go right for him to play right or a lot has to go wrong <laughs> yeah yeah I see what you're yeah saying. yeah, well, yeah. Right, injury wise, but I could see like they could potentially look at at Cam Lewis for safety once Poyer and Hyde's contracts are up potentially. Um, but you're right, I uh, I think offensive line is more important than you know your backup safety. But I mean, they could draft, like I said, they could draft a guy in the fourth round. All of a sudden, he's probably going to be potentially better than Vandenberg. It's just how it just goes to show you how thin we are at the position and how much we lack top level talent, even at starting you know right tackle. Um, and, and we also don't know like what tricks are gonna like. Maybe Shakir is like maybe 
is Shakira's injury significant enough where he starts on pup or IR or something like that? Then, then what happens? That that changes everything because then we're we're projecting six, including Shakira, but now we're at five. Now, do they keep an, a, like a different receiver instead, or do they go in in a different direction? Maybe they keep both Lewis and Vandermark, and they go with five receivers because they have three tight ends. I, you know, there's at least to start the season. Yeah, I think if that's the situation we're talking about, I think they probably keep a six receiver instead of thinking, well, I'll keep a 10th offensive lineman, I think. Have they ever kept five receivers? I think you said yes once. Um, and I don't think in the last five years. Okay, so it's always been six. So I think they just take Andy Isabella and they make well, they, it. And they did seven last year mm. to start. So like obviously like at the the first week after the initial 53-man, a lot happens too. So... Everything is subject to change. Do we expect if there was I mean, a position where the Bills might like keep a guy on the roster like a uh, Vandemark and then release him like the next week because they found someone better off waivers? Like, would that be an that's offensive the, tackle? That's the, that's the other thing too. Like, the they could claim somebody from another team. Um, I know um, some people were hoping Jess Jones from Arizona. Yep, <laughs> they would trade for, but that didn't happen. Um, I mean, like, look at last year. They didn't have a starting punter. Didn't have a punter to start their 53-man roster, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were some crazy. circumstances involved with that. So, I think it's between Van Mark and this... Cam Lewis. So that's where we disagree. I think it's going to be Cam Lewis, and you think it's going to be Van Mark. Okay. That's, that's, that's our biggest. Actually, and that's pretty impressive that we landed on that yeah. out of everything. Mm-hmm. And if I had my choice, just to be clear, I would take Vandermark. I would take the the guy who has upside for offensive lineman over the guy who's proven to be okay, pretty good. Which is really funny because I personally would take Cam Lewis over him, but I th- <laughs> I think it will it's go the exact opposite <laughs> versus yeah. what we think is happening. Okay, cool, cool. Is it, if just real quick, because I know that we've was there any be would there be any people that you might consider trading away when you're looking at this because i could see someone like even maybe like a tim settle or something that like they could look at potentially moving um except he didn't have a great season last year so i don't know how much you'd actually get for him yeah you'd have to almost trade like a boogie basham or aj epinesa or something some people like trading aj epinesa and keeping shaq lawson i would not do that like what i don't think aj epinesa is far behind check Lawson at all. And he's in a contract year. Like keep him. He's on a rookie, you know, deal. I think that plays into a lot when they're looking. Yeah. At- and Miller isn't healthy. So like you have to, I mean, I like Lawson, but like, by now you know what he is, right? Yeah. He's not, he's not gonna. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. H.G. Epinesa could potentially take it to a new level this year in a contract year in his fourth season in the league. You never know. You're not banking on it, but you never know. I mean, people to potentially trade away um like i don't think they would do ryan bates because i mean would you ever look no. at like kair elam like as a potential trade bait i mean we just mentioned how we think he's behind elam. he's heavily behind dean jackson and christian benford for that starting role opposite trade davies why i think they could you trade be- elam you could, you trade elam you could keep cam lewis <laughs> <laughs> yeah that yeah for sure that would be fine. What would you take for Kyrie Elam right now? You think it's fair? He was a first round. He was a first round pick. Too, you won't get I? a first round pick back for him. Yeah, I know. I know. That's that's wrong. I bet you get a third. I saw somewhere. I saw somewhere on Twitter. I forget who tweeted it. They were they were refer- cross referencing um, 
McCargo and, and Kyle Williams with Kyrie Elam and uh, Christian Benford. Oh, yeah? Which is interesting. Interesting. I trade Kyrie Elam for a, a, a tackle. <laughs> like, is there a way that we can do that? Like, bundle Kyrie Elam and, like, a pick for, like, a tackle and a pick or something? I don't know. Some some way, shape, or form. Like, the Josh Jones things. Like, that would have been... Uh, right. The other thought, you know, I, I think you mentioned it in... I don't know if it was in the last episode about like the Bills trading for a backup quarterback. Yeah. I mean, Trey Lance is unavailable now, but <laughs> fourth round, I, that would have been too much for a backup. Yeah. I don't, I think that's a position. I feel like that. I feel like for. it doesn't matter. Like the Bills are pretty much screwed if Allen gets injured anyway. So I think it's a position they trade for potentially. Yeah. Is, is backup quarterback, depending on what's available out there. I, I thought they might look at Sam Darnold. But now he's the second guy no. behind Brock Purdy, so that's no. why Trey Lance was trade bait. Yeah, I I can't think of any way that they could trade for that I would feel comfortable with. Would you Would you trade for any? Case any, any who would you trade for Case Keenum? No, a low pick. Not they just hit him. They just hit him. They could have resigned him. Why would I trade for him? Well, I don't know if they no. necessarily got something better in Kyle Allen. So, and and I think he, I think he's in the same ballpark as Kyle Allen or Ben Barkley anyway. Yeah, he does have more experience and more success than Kyle Allen does, but Kyle Allen's younger, so I don't know. No matter what, you're not going to. Have you? Has any team ever felt great about their backup quarterback? Well, who's the best backup quarterback? Didn't the the Ravens backup quarterback make the Pro Bowl last year after playing five? Yeah, games? yeah. Uh, the best backup quarterback, yeah, it could be Lamar Jackson's backup quarterback. I trade for him in a second. Uh, <laughs> he will be. Yeah. He's going to get a starting option. What's his name? Um, Huntley. Yeah, Tyler Huntley. Yeah, Gardner Gardner Minshew is pretty good. Um, you know, you're. I'm thinking about. I mean, besides Tyler you, you Huntley, want guys, you want guys guys who have started before that can do some things like uh, Jameis Winston, right? Like he's passed for five thousand yards. Like that's pretty pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> sure, he'll throw some interceptions. Whatever. Like for a backup quarterback, like that's amazing. Yeah. Um. So there's there's some guys out there, but like they're not gonna be able to afford any of those guys. No, you're right. Because it's not just it's got to be like backup level quality. It can't be Gardner because all those teams that have like a Gardner Minshew or potentially a Jameis Winston are teams that are also trying to see who's going to be the starter for them this season. So they want yeah. that backup plan because if it's not like like you said Gardner Minshew, if it's not Anthony Richardson, if he's not the starter, well then they want Gardner Minshew as insurance. So yeah. they're not gonna they're not. If gonna anything, they should. If anything, they need to draft a guy, right? They drafted Frank Reich after you know after they. Oh, the Bills do. Yeah, I know they they've ignored. Well, they got ten picks this next year. They better use one of them on a backup quarterback. If if it's just, I mean, Jake Fromm ended up busting, but um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, do that. Yeah. We always talk about you need to trade every or you need to be drafting every season a weapon for your franchise quarterback and some blocking for your franchise quarterback, and maybe we should include like possibly a backup quarterback. If one falls to you, if you have six picks like the Bills did last year, I don't think you should do that necessarily. But yeah, they didn't have as many picks. If you have seven or more, yeah, or more than seven, maybe that's the rule. We should put together a a, a draft rules board for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. We'll be talking about that next season. The the guys at the or next week, I should say, who the Bills ended up uh, keeping from our list and who they didn't end up keeping. Really, it's just just Ryan Vandermark, the offensive tackle. Uh, versus uh, Cam Lewis. 
So that's going to be yeah. interesting to see what they do. The only person that we didn't, well, a couple of people we didn't talk about, um, Traven Howard, uh, backup linebacker. Um, I mean, that more weak side than middle linebacker. Um, Practice squad. He had some moments. He had some mo- moments this preseason. And then Dean Marlowe, like he's safety. Uh, he's had some moments in the regular season for the Bills. Um, I mean, that just proves how good their defensive backfield has been depth-wise over the last few years. I like Dean Marlowe. I think he's a possible fr- practice squad candidate. And I think Zane Anderson, like you mentioned, he's... yeah. What about, we didn't even mention cornerback Alex Austin, the rookie. I think he had some, he had some decent plays in the preseason. I think he's a, he's a practice squad guy. Yeah. For sure. Even this last game, he had a really nice play on third down. I like that. Um, Okay. Dude, I think we covered, do you think, I think AJ Klein's a possible practice squad guy. I think they want him. Um, I just don't think that they're going to keep him on the 53 man roster, but I think they want to have him at the disposal. I agree. Yeah, I think they've Joel Wilson at tight end had showed some things too. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think it was enough. Um, he was number forty eight, right, with the long hair. But it was just like, who is this yeah. guy? Oh, that's Joel Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think they then, keep him. Yep. Yeah, you get a bunch of interior offensive guys, offensive linemen. Um, they got Nick Broker, Aaron, Alec so, Anderson. Nick Broker and Alec Anderson yeah. are probably going to be their interior offensive linemen. Yeah, yeah, those two guys for sure. Yeah, it's that's incredible that we're only different on that one thing. Um, we're gonna be completely wrong. We're gonna we'll play <laughs> six, six, there'll be like six or seven different players that make the roster that we were like, oh, all right. we only think we're gonna be wrong or right about that just one, <laughs> that one conflicted. Yeah, you're like, you know what, you're both wrong and this. <laughs> be like they cut Tyrell Dotson and keep AJ Klein. Boom, <laughs> like. You never know. Cool, man. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. So this has been a really fun episode. Um, just wanted to just expound about upon a little bit of of why we left Buffalo Rumblings for those. But first off, thank you guys all for for supporting us, um, and the podcast. This new venture that we're doing, which is basically just going out on our own, um, like we did when we first started. Uh, like Buffalo Rumblings, and nothing to do with the people there. Um specifically it was just it was honestly just the business model the business model for sb nation for vox media um has always been just to kind of throw as much as you can at the table or at the wall and then just you know gather everything that sticks right so uh i do really enjoy a lot of the podcasts on buffalo rumblings network i think there's a lot of good content there there's just so much of it that like you know i I think as i mentioned there's 17 shows and that in some episodes some shows do multiple episodes so if you want to have your podcast on that feed, like it's going to be overwritten within hours by another episode. So nothing actually stays. And when you're podcasting and you're producing content, like the, the amount of time it sticks on a podcast platform is key. So if people only have four hours to see it, then that's not ideal. Um, if people have, you know, a day and a half or two days to see it and download it and subscribe, that's different. Again, so subscribing is another thing that's very difficult with a place like Buffalo Rumblings because if you subscribe to it, you get 17 to 20 shows in your feed every week. So then all of a sudden your phone's memory is being taken up. All that stuff is being taken up and it's just, you know, it's just, it's tough. It's tough if you want to listen to that. Plus, uh, you know, I've gotten a lot of messages from listeners saying that, you know, they really appreciate what we do and and we kind of stick out as a podcast in general because, you know, of our friendship, you know, the banter that we have back and forth, the tangents we go on, the, the, the high level analysis, which isn't really in the weeds, but you know, it's just like talking with your friends about 
the Buffalo Bills. Like that's what we do. That's what we're here for. We're not trying to tell you who the best, you know, offensive tackle is going to be, you know, throughout the next like three drafts. Like we don't, we don't do that. We're, we just talk to you as, as you watch the game, as we watch the game and we, you know, try to give you something to think about and maybe something to laugh about and try to entertain you. So that's our, and Buffalo rumblings to their credit never gave us any crap when we would say, you know, a taint is, uh, you know, Hey, that guy had a really good looking taint right there. Like we talked about that for the touchdown after interception and also the, you know, the ambiguous meanings, but didn't care about that stuff. So, uh, to credit to them. So want to thank them for sure. Like Anthony Spence, all those guys, um, it was really fun working with them, but just doing our own thing. Well, I don't understand why you guys are all like emotional. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like literally nothing changes except now people can actually find us. <laughs> That's the only difference. <laughs> I'm not emotional. Uh, yes. But I did feel on the spot after the emotional thing that Nay had just said. <laughs> it's like for the last time. <laughs> yeah, geez. Man, wait a What do wait. I say to what do I say to that? Why couldn't I keep it light? Why did I have to get so serious? <laughs> Very delicate. Very emotionally. You, I'm delicate emotionally. You, sh- or you, you should you have explained the impetus behind it because people everyone's gonna think, oh, it's Nate. He probably got canceled. <laughs> Well, let me be brief. We had, <laughs> let me explain it briefly. People wanted to hear content and they didn't want to go through 18 other things to find us. That's it. <laughs> it was like, it was like a where's Waldo of, of yeah. Podcast feed. I think what, I think what did it was when we had that really fun Dapper Dan discussion and my buddy, and then it was just like, people would be like, Oh, that's hilarious. Where can I find it? And like, uh, here, <laughs> but like, you just gotta look for it, like keep. Like, just gotta keep scrolling. Keep scrolling, because <laughs> we've already. It's it happened four days ago. There's already twelve other podcasts that have already episodes that have already hit the thing. So you'll be able to find us for uh, each week here, right here at this uh, this network channel. Whether it's uh, you're l- listening to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, so that's actually another thing I want to bring up is that, you know, since we're starting a new platform, like ratings and reviews are really important. If you could go ahead and give us a five-star review, we'd appreciate that. So from now on, we're going to be doing giveaways each week, um, starting at the regular season, the first week of the regular season. We're going to be doing giveaways for our T Public site. We're going to give away Bill shirts, and then we're going to do a monthly giveaway for uh, Bill's hoodies. So how to get your name into the list. We've done this before in the past. This is how we're going to do it. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, put your name or your handle, your Twitter, Instagram handle, whatever your whatever name you want to go by, put that in the description. I'm going to put that into a list and it's going to go into a weekly giveaway list. If you share our uh, episodes on social media through Twitter, through an Instagram story, just make sure you tag us or retweet our actual, you know, post, which I always pin it to the profile of, uh, of X. I shouldn't even say Twitter of X. <laughs> it's the pin tweet every time and where you can find the podcast. If you retweet that, you will be put on the giveaway list. So you could do that 17 times. You can only leave one review technically, but you could retweet and share our stuff and tag us in it like 20 times. Right. Um, so yeah, that's that's one way, and we're going to do, be doing giveaways from uh, from starting in the regular season, first week of the regular season. So get those in. Um, join our best ball league, which is, is going to be in the show notes. Um, a link to that uh, for our fantasy league. So it's been a fun ride, man. Um, I'm hoping that you know you guys are going to stick with us and uh, and make it even more fun. Uh, it's the sky's the limit now. Now that we're on our own, the sky's the limit. So we're out. We're having to start over, obviously, from hopefully retaining some of the listener base from Buffalo Rumblings, but also, you know, we're going to hopefully reach you know, a few more people too. 
by being on our own. So thank you guys all for listening. Again, this episode is brought to you by the draft or the, I'm sorry, the twin spire sports book at Delago at the Delago resort and casino in Waterloo, New York. And I always say it's a jewel of Waterloo. It's one of the, one of the coolest places in the area. And I always say that meaning I say that like once every five episodes. So, so all the time. So, so Mike had a piece out early, but um, appreciate him coming along for the first episode of the new podcast feed. So signing off for John. Hey, go bills. And, and just put our uh, little disagreement in perspective. We're debating between 10th offensive lineman and the 11th defensive back. Um, so I think that means we have a pretty good roster. Um, I think we're going undefeated this year. I think this is a Super Bowl year, Super Bowl caliber team. Um, we're going to smash the Jets week one. And uh, yeah, go Bills. Yeah, John, you said it very well. Uh, if the worst thing we're doing is arguing about the 10th offensive lineman or the 11th DB, I mean, there's we're in pretty good shape roster-wise. Um, I'm very confident in this team. I like this team a lot. The only worries that I have are worries in the grand scheme of things that aren't that big of a deal um, as long as Josh stays healthy, right? Like that's that's the key. That's the key to all of this, Josh staying healthy. I mean, he's got some of the best weapons he's ever had. He's got some of the best blocking he's ever had in some respects. So uh, it's going to be good. I, th- I think, I think, I think Bill's fans offensively and defensively should be excited. Um, so thank you guys all for listening on the new feed. So for me, Nate, go Bills. And we'll talk to you guys again next week. for listening to the circling the wagons podcast download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service email us at ctwpod at gmail.com that's charlie tango whiskey pod at gmail.com follow us on facebook and twitter at ctwpod and most importantly go bills nobody circles the wagons like the buffalo bills nobody circles the wagons like the buffalo bills mate. <laughs>